0: Hi, ladies. This is Dr. Melissa Rich. You are listening to the podcast, Taking Care of Your Temple. The objective of this podcast, as always, is to help women connect with God regularly to use his strength, grace, power to help them improve their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Four ways that we do this. One is we keep our focus on God. And this sounds really easy, but boy, it can be difficult because there's so many distractions going on around us. We can end up chasing rabbits all over the place. So we have to keep pulling ourselves back to what God wants and keeping our focus on him. We acknowledge, second step, that we are not enough on our own. We are not smart enough, strong enough, quick enough, able enough, whatever enough. We need his help. And the good news is he is always so happy to give it to us if we ask him for it. Third thing, we need to remind ourselves probably frequently that it is about progress, not perfection, which is a good thing because if we waited until we were perfect for God to love us, boy, we would be in big trouble. Fourth one, to work on consciously changing our thoughts. This is so incredibly important because our thoughts influence everything how we think, feel, how we act, all of it. So those are the things that those are the steps that we need to take. Okay, so before we get started, as always, I am going to open us in a word of prayer. Lord, I just thank you so much for letting us be here. I thank you so much for the people who are listening to this, whenever that happens to be. I just ask that you will give me the words that you want me to say that uh, will be helpful and that will point me and other people in the right direction. Thank you for loving us. Amen. So, as always, I strive to do this on a weekly basis and give you guys some really good tools that help you feel, function, and just generally be better. And today, I am by myself. Sometimes I have a guest. Sometimes I don't. Today, you just get me. Yay. And we are going to talk today about hobbies. Now, for a lot of people, this can seem like a real frivolous type of thing. Why would I want a hobby? I mean, I've got serious stuff to do. Hobbies are important. And we're going to talk about that why, about why that is. A hobby is really any activity that you do frequently in your free time that gives you pleasure, that you enjoy, that is fun for you. It can be creative, intellectual, athletic, and research shows that when we take time to participate in activities that make us happy, it improves our health. It makes us feel better. It also helps our professional lives. It improves creative problem-solving abilities, helps us become more empathic, and improves relationships with other people. So, I mean, they're just good all the way around. Hobbies can also improve our mental health and our well-being. People with hobbies, research shows, are less likely to suffer from stress and depression. Yay! People who regularly take time off for their hobbies and practice them, they feel a sense of positivity and a boost in their spirits. And I will tell you, I have a craft room because I'm a big crafter, paper crafter. I do a lot of rubber stamping. And Sunday afternoons, that is my crafting time. And then usually two or three evenings during the week as well. And if I have a week and occasionally it happens where I don't get to go do some stamping, I do not feel good. I feel so much better when I can go create things. I love it. It's it's my happy place. So um, people who... yeah. Regularly take time off for their hobbies, feel a sense of positivity, a boost in their spirits. Study participants experienced a decrease in cortisol levels after participating in their chosen hobby because, again, makes you feel good. Hobbies are good because, you know, we all have routines. I love a good routine, but things can get stale and uninteresting if you just do the same old, same old, same old all the time. Hobbies can prevent things from getting stale. They can help you get unstuck just because you're trying new things. Hobbies can shake things up. They can add excitement and enjoyment into our life. And even if you try something and then decide, eh, you know, this really is not my thing, you've opened up a new direction. You've tried something new. So it's good for you. It kind of shakes things up. Activities that that you can do as hobbies and that also get you outside and connected with other people, those are great. They have like double and triple benefits. Research shows, I think this is so sad, We spend 85 to 90% of our time indoors. Not a good thing. Outdoor activities take us closer to nature and they really improve our mood and our focus. I'm a beach girl. Sadly, I do not live near a beach. (laughs) But anytime I can be walking on a beach, feeling the water, listening to the sound of the waves, smelling that salt, listening to the birds, oh my gosh, I can literally feel my stress level go down, just being outside. I love it. And really getting that that boost in our mood and increasing our focus can happen by spending as little as 10 minutes outside. We feel calmer, happier, more relaxed. One of the, the big new field, newer fields in therapy is called ecotherapy, ECO. And basically it's spending time outside in nature. And what they're finding is that when people go regularly, outside. And I always tell my clients, I don't mean outside in a concrete parking lot, outside where there are green plants, trees, grass, flowers, or water. Like I said, a beach or a river. You do, you just feel so much more balanced and calmer and happier. It's a real thing. So if you can do that, that's excellent. Then group activities can improve your communication skill and relationships with other people. So if you can do like a group hike where you're You're doing a hobby, you're outside, and you're with other people. Triple benefit. Pretty cool. So as I said, hobbies can improve your physical health, especially if they take you outside. They also can help you sleep better. I know, isn't that kind of amazing? But it's because you've been engaged in activities that you enjoy and you've been happy instead of just being bored or stressed or whatever. Learning new skills challenges your brain. It improves brain activity. It also increases your confidence because you figure out, hey, I can do this. Doing group activities can combat loneliness and can reduce your chance chance of mortality by as much as 50%. I find that an amazing statistic. Hobbies allow you to explore yourself and find out what you're passionate about. What do you really enjoy? What is fun for you? Trying new things helps you discover what you're good or bad at. When I was doing therapy, one of the things I would regularly ask clients, especially if they were uh, bored, if they were stressed, anxious, or depressed. I got it. Um, I would ask them, what are some things that you like to do for fun? Okay, here is the sad answer. The most common answer that I got when I would ask people that was a blank stare. Fun. I'm supposed to be having fun. Nobody told me that. And a lot of times these people had no clue what they were doing for fun. No wonder. No wonder they were stressed or anxious or depressed. We tend to get that way. As kids, we know how to have fun. We do it naturally. As we get older, we kind of think that's just not a grown-up thing to do. And so a lot of times we stop. We shouldn't. So taking up a new activity um, can also provide additional income. Lots of people start out with a hobby like baking and decorating cakes or cookies. And they do that for family and friends. Then they find out They're good at it, they enjoy it, and they start doing it as a career. And I've known people, you probably have too, who started something as a hobby and then ended up quitting their job, which they really did not like at all, and now they're just doing their hobby, which they love, which is now their business. So, of course, then I guess you have to find a new hobby now that I think about it. Um, Taking up a new activity also makes us more interesting to be around. We have fun stories and and new stories to share with other people. So we're not just rehashing the same old things that we've always done. Hobbies can also help you in your spiritual life. They can inspire you and help you recharge your soul. Again, I talked about stamping for me. I feel calm, purposeful, and happy. For me, it really is almost a form of meditation because it just clears my mind. It helps me connect with and listen to God. Hobbies can also improve your perspective by enlarging your viewpoint. You become aware of things that, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know people did did that. Hobbies can give your brain a workout and can improve your memory. You're trying new things, so you need to focus more. It's not just doing the same old thing. You're having to figure out, oh, wait, I have to do this this way in order for it to work. Crafting can protect your brain from memory loss due to aging, because, again, you're using your brain more. They can also produce mindfulness because you're focusing on whatever task it is that you're focused on. They can also get you into that state of flow that makes you feel good and decrease stress and stress a uh, flow is where you're just uh, musicians do this a lot or like if I'm running, you know, you get into that zone where you're just doing it automatically and you feel good and you're not thinking about it. It's a great feeling. I love it. But hobbies can do that for you. So. You need to choose a hobby that is meaningful and enjoyable for you. Find something that you look forward to doing. That's kind of one of the whole points. Also, something that pushes you a little bit, that gets you out of your comfort zone and broadens your horizons. Okay. You don't want something that is so incredibly difficult that you're never going to do it. You want something, like I said, that, that stretches you a little bit and that makes you kind of try some new things and, you know, see if you like it or not. Now, some of you are like, well, this sounds really good, but I have no clue where to start. I don't know what hobby I like. Well, I'm so glad you asked because we're going to talk about that. So if you have no idea where to start, and again, I used to tell this to clients a lot, think about things that you used to enjoy doing back when you were younger, maybe 20 years ago for some of you. Is there? uh, Can you think of anything back then? Did you used to like rollerblading or carpentry or... I don't know, bungee jumping, that would not be a hobby for me, by the way. Um, anything like that that you used to enjoy doing, that's a good starting point. You might try that. Now, you may have outgrown it. It may be that, yes, when you were in your 20s, you loved knitting or crocheting or woodworking, and now you don't. And that's fine, but that's a good place to start. If you can't find anything that way, think about, is there something you've always wanted to try? Have you always wanted to take up oil painting or... um I don't know, gardening, anything, that is also a good place to start. Try there. Look for something that challenges you challenges you a bit, but not something that you already do perfectly. If you're already really good at something, that's great, but that's probably not going to be a hobby for you because you're probably already doing it. This is really kind of looking more at, at new things that you can do. Um, Play to your strengths. If you really like music, then probably something in the musical field is going to work best for you. Maybe you uh, like singing and now you want to try maybe writing music. Something like that tends to be helpful. So play to your strengths. Also find something that can fit into your schedule. Um, It's really not a good idea to pick something that is going to take an entire weekend because most weekends you're going to have other things that you need to do. So I like rubber stamping for that very reason. I can go into my craft room. I can do something for 30 minutes. Then I can leave it all there, close the door, walk away, and then come back next time. Or I can work for three hours. So it kind of, you want something that can be flexible. You don't want something that once you start it, it's going to take another three hours and you can't stop. That's that's not a good hobby because, you know, you may want to stop and start. Okay. So how to incorporate hobbies into your schedule? This is a good question. It may not be possible to do your chosen activity every day, but you need to try, if you're going to give it a good shot, to do it at least a couple of times a week. Then, and that's in the beginning, then once you have some some more free time, some extra time that you didn't expect, you can fill it in with your hobby if you want to. So if normally, like I said, I do mine typically um, Sunday afternoon, I usually try to get anywhere from two to four hours. But I also, now that I've got my craft room set up and I know kind of what I'm doing, if I have an evening where I finished eating, I've got two hours until bedtime, I'm going to go stamping. And so I've got it set up so that I can do that. So that, that may be how it works for you as well. Also, finding time to do your hobby. Most of us spend way too much time watching TV or on social media anyway. So you could cut out some of those hours and do your hobby. And I also will say for some of you if you're concerned well that's going to take away from my family, blah blah blah, find something that you can do with your family. And you you should have some time for you, but you can also have some things that you do together as a family. Maybe a family bike ride twice a week or something. And that's a good thing for the kids to uh, learn how to do as well. Um also, a big one for a lot of us women is don't feel guilty for taking time for yourself. Now, you can't take, you know, half of the week for yourself. That's not going to work. But if you take some time throughout the week for yourself just to do some things for you, that is perfectly fine. Remind yourself that you will probably feel better when you're done. And ultimately, you'll probably be a better mom, daughter, sister, wife, whatever, by doing something for you. That is okay. All right. So let's look at different types of hobbies because there are so many. You can really pick and choose. So I'm just going to kind of run through some categories here and tell you some things that hopefully some of these will resonate with you. You will not like all of them. I don't like all of them, but hopefully there will be a few that you do. Okay. So first one, singing. Music can help lower stress. It can generally help you feel better because it releases endorphins and it can connect you with other people, especially if you do something like you join a community choir. I sing in my choir at church every Sunday morning. Love it. I do not have a good solo voice, but I have a really good choir voice. My strategy is to stand next to a strong soprano. Whatever she sings, I sing that. And so it works for for both of us. If she gets off key, well, I guess I do too. And (laughs) we're both in trouble. But singing is a good one. Dancing. You may want to take some dance lessons. You may want to learn how to ballroom dance or hip hop or I don't know. I'm not a dancer. I have too many Southern Baptist jeans and I have two left feet when it comes to dancing. So I stay away from that one. When my late husband, Ed, was alive, he used to tell me the very few times that we tried dancing that I kept trying to lead. And I was like, how can I be leading? I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I guess. But dancing is great exercise. Also, it does connect you with other people. So that's a good one. If you're not sure how to do it, find a dance studio near you. They almost always are giving lessons. And even if, as a single woman, you don't have a partner, there's usually people there that you can partner with. So that's a good one. Gardening. I love gardening because, although I have to say, I like the thought of it more than actually doing it because I live in Texas. It's hot. There's mosquitoes. And so it's really not my favorite thing. But you can be outside. And if you have kids or pets, you can keep an eye on them while you're outside getting some things done. Or... You can press your kids into service and have them help you eat. I like that one better. Woodworking. You get to play with fun tools and maybe create something really useful. Have you always wanted to try making a table or a chair or whatever? This is your chance. You can do it. Learn to upcycle furniture. I love this one because I have friends who regularly go dumpster diving or they, they know when um, big trash day is. And so they drive through the nice neighborhoods and they'll find furniture just sitting on the curb. They'll take it. And they will recover it and reupholster it and do all the stuff. So it is really good for the environment and it can be fun and creative. And especially if you get furniture like that, it's really inexpensive. Knitting or crocheting. This is a good way to help yourself and to help other people. A lot of hospitals have uh, programs for preemies where they have people knit or crochet little hats for the baby's heads because they tend to lose body heat out of their head. So they get these little caps for them. So, or or blankets, those are fun. Beading, this is a great way to be creative, to make some jewelry, just to have some fun things. Golf, I don't golf because I am very bad at it, Um, but I love the idea of spending spending time outside and getting some exercise as well. And let me just say, I really kind of think riding in a golf cart defeats the whole purpose of the benefits of golf, but that's just me because again, I do not play golf. Pottery. This is a fun one. It can be expensive to get all the equipment, but a lot of times you can find a studio near you where you can just rent space or time and they have all the equipment. So you don't have to buy the wheel or the kiln or all of that. You just provide the clay and whatever else you need for the glazes. When my mother-in-law was alive, she did amazing pottery. It was so fun and she gifted a lot to us. That was fun too. Candle making. They're finding that a lot of candles now are really not healthy for you. They have some, uh, the commercial candles, have some ingredients in them that when you light the candle, it releases bad stuff into your environment. So I know people who make natural candles. Don't ask me the whole process because I don't know. I just know the basics, but um, it can be fun. You can make your own thing. You can put in your own scents. There are videos online, and these are great to make and to give as gifts. I love natural candles. Flower arranging for yourself or to help different organizations. Calligraphy. This is something you can do manually or digitally. And this is something else I do not do because I have terrible handwriting, but it really looks pretty. And I don't have the patience, honestly. Baking bread and sharing the results. I do this one because I have a, a bread maker. I have to think about how to say that. Um, so it's really pretty easy because I just throw stuff into the bread maker and flip the switch and, you know, it. It does it all right there. I try not to do this one too often because I love bread. I'm a big card person. I could eat the whole loaf. I make myself not do that, but it is a fun hobby. Wine tasting. Again, I don't like alcohol. I think it all tastes bad to me, but I kind of wish I did sometimes because I love the idea of going to a vineyard. It's all outside. They have these tables outside. You're eating stuff, you're drinking the wine, being with other people. It looks really cool, except I don't like the taste of wine. But for a lot of people, that's a fun hobby. Being a volunteer just about anywhere, any organization is probably going to welcome you with open arms. So if there's anything that you would like to try, give it a shot. And you may just want to make it clear in the beginning that you're not signing up for a year's commitment. You want to do it two or three times just to see, and then you'll let them know. That way you kind of take the pressure off. Writing. Writing is a good one. Blogging or writing a book. I write a lot in my job. So, um, and it is, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. And if this is something that you like, give it a whirl. Learning yoga. This is great for relaxation and stress management. It's a great form of exercise. Again, it's not one that I do because I am probably the most unflexible person in the world. I've never even been able to touch my toes, but, um, I wish I could, but for a lot of people, this is a, this is a very fun one. Something else that can be a good hobby is rescuing animals, providing like a foster home for them until they are adopted. I couldn't do that one because I would want to keep them all. That would be my problem. Um, But a lot of people do this, and that's a fun one. Journaling, kind of a form of writing. It's a great way to process thoughts and feelings, to kind of work through things and figure out where you are and get things out. It's a good one. Bicycling, this is great exercise. It can get you outside. It's very distressing. They also have, if you don't like to do it by yourself, there are a lot of cycling groups around. And if you Google cycling group near me, you may find one and you can just join and be with other people. So then you're outside, you're exercising and you get some companionship. Win, win, win. Sewing. This can be good for your creative side. It's fun. And it can also turn into a side business. I have a sewing machine because my mom taught me how to sew when I was gosh, in junior high. I haven't done it in a while, but I do still know how to do it. I just haven't because I've been busy, but it's a good hobby. It can be very creative. Painting. I like this one, and I recommend it to a lot of my clients with anxiety because it is very hard to paint perfectly. And people with anxiety tend to stress out if things aren't perfect, and they really need to learn to let go of that. So painting is a good way to learn to let go of this perfectionism Because you can't paint perfectly. Nobody can, but it's fun, creative swimming. I love swimming because I grew up on swim teams and you can do lap swimming, water walking or water aerobics. They are all so good for you. And for any of you who have joint issues, swimming, any type of water exercise is great because it's going very easy on your joints. It's not stressing them out. So that's a good one. Cake decorating. I will say, (laughs) you really should probably only do this one if you don't mind spending hours decorating something and then having it be eaten in a few minutes. I took some cake decorating lessons back years and years ago, and I ran into this issue. I'd make this cake. It was beautiful. It took me forever, and it was gone. I have a large family. It was gone in like less than 10 minutes, and I was kind of like, uh, so mm. I mean, I was glad they liked it. But yeah, there was just nothing left. So just be aware of that one. But it can be fun. Track your genealogy. There's lots of programs that will help you do this. My youngest son has recently gotten into this and finding out all these fun facts about relatives we didn't even know about. Running, one of my favorites. That's where I zone out. That's where I get in my happy place. I don't like listening to music when I run. I just like getting lost in my thoughts and just enjoying it. So that is a good one. Photography. There's lots of tools for this. You can even do it on your phone starting out just to see if you like it before you get a big fancy camera with all the expensive equipment. Bowling. This is a fun way to get out of your house and connect with others and have fun. This is another one I don't do much of because every time I do it, my my ball seems to go automatically into the gutter. So it's really not very fun for me. I mean, it is being with people, but I never do very well. Training your pet, taking them to a class or doing it on your own. This is one I wish I did know how to do because I have two little dogs and neither one of them are trained very well, but that could be a good hobby. Um, Taking a class or teaching one in your area of expertise. A lot of universities now have these adult learning programs. So you can go and learn how to, I don't know, change a tire or do macrame or you could teach one. So those are always fun. And again, you're meeting other people as well. And usually they're short term. They're like anywhere from four to eight weeks. So you're not signing up for a whole year's worth. Resell items online, clothing, books, jewelry, tools, whatever. I know people who do this and make a lot of money every month just with stuff they have lying around. And I wish I had the time and the patience to learn how to do it, but, but that would be a good one. Skating, rollerblading or ice skating, great exercise. You can do rollerblading, obviously, outside. I guess if I lived up north, probably could ice skate outside once things got really cold, but I don't like cold weather. That's why I live in Texas. Um, Let's see, what else? Baking, just don't eat all of it, or then you can have other issues. Disc golf. Waco does a lot of disc golf. They have several courses, and it is cheaper than regular golf. And it's fun, you're outside, you're with people. Again, it has all those benefits, so that's a good one. Paper crafting, mine, making greeting cards. I give these as gift sets. I will put four to six in a little clear baggie, decorate a little topper and give it to people and people usually love them, or at least they say they do. But it's fun. So I have something to do with all these cards because I make a lot. Tennis, don't do this if you're super competitive. I mean, this is my recommendation because I think it takes the fun out of it. But if you just want to get out and play, make sure you're playing someone who has your same interest or skill level. Otherwise, you're killing them or they're killing you and it's not fun for one of you. Just a thought. Walking. I do this most mornings. A lot of times I do a prayer walk. I'm walking and praying at the same time. So it's like a type of meditation and I'm outdoors and I'm getting exercise. It's very good. Jewelry making. You can take some online or in-person classes if you don't know how to do it. There's lots of videos that will just take you step by step through how to do it. Scrapbooking. This is a great way to preserve memories. I've done a couple of memorial scrapbooks for people who have passed away. And this way the family has the pictures of them and notes about them and things like that. And it is, it's a, it's a memorial honoring the person who is gone. Cooking. I like cooking. I like to eat. Um, And you can, this is one that you can do and involve your family with it along along with you. Couponing. You can do this and help out local food pantries or organizations as well as helping out your family. I was actually in a grocery store a while back where this lady had like two carts full of stuff and she pulled out this big thing of coupons. They were uh, filming it for TV, for the news. She ended up paying like, $10 for this stuff. It was amazing. I don't have the patience for it, but boy, I wish I did. Boxing. A lot of women that I know are getting into boxing. It's a way to relieve stress. Regular boxing or kickboxing. You can take classes. You can get one of those, what do they call them? Punching bags with some boxing gloves. It's a great exercise. So that's a good one. Hosting game nights in person or online. Either of those can be a lot of fun. Again, I have a large family and we're scattered all over the country. We've done a couple of online game nights. And honestly, we spent half the time laughing. It was really fun. So that that is something that you might can do. Crocheting. I think I talked about knitting already. Maybe I did crocheting. Anyway, one of the things I like about crocheting is you can take it with you anywhere. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a doctor's waiting room and somebody is sitting there knitting or crocheting. I think it's a great way to use your time effectively. One of the things I love now, y'all may have seen them, are these coloring books for adults. I just think they're so cool because I used to love to color. It was one of my favorite things. Very de-stressing. Family camping trips. You can plan out some activities. I remember we went to some when I was growing up, we went to Colorado. We went to this place where we caught a fish, they dressed it for us, thank goodness, because I wouldn't have been able to. And then they showed us how to wrap it in foil. It had a campfire. We put it in the campfire, cooked it. I mean, it was it was just so fun. I still remember that to this day. So those are fun. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this next one correctly. Geocaching. I think you all know what I mean. It's a great way to get outside and to do things. And I've seen people, I don't know if it's the same thing, where they have this uh, phone app And they have to walk around and go to different places and find different things outside. So any of those are great. And again, you can involve your whole family. Learning a new language. This is a good one. And they have so many apps that make it easier now or programs if it's not an app on your phone. And if you learn a new language, you might be motivated to go somewhere so that you can use your new skill. I will tell you probably the easiest second language to learn is Spanish. I grew up in Latin America, still speak it and read it and write it. Every letter, even the vowels, has one sound, not like English, which is just ridiculous. So if you can, if you know how to pronounce the vowels, then you can read it. So it's it's really easy. And they have, I've seen them in Mexico. They have these like one or two week camps where you're, it's kind of an immersive type of experience and you learn how to speak Spanish and you're going on field trips. I would love to do that same day, just as a refresher. Jigsaw puzzles, Very calming. I love jigsaw puzzles. My house that I have right now in Texas is too small, and I don't have room to do them. But when I lived in Oklahoma, my dining room table, I hardly ever used it. And I always had a jigsaw puzzle on there. I mean, always. Now I have, my brother introduced me to it. There's an app on my phone, and I have it on my iPad that is just called Jigsaw Puzzles. And I love it. I do it almost every night because I don't have to worry about dropping pieces or losing them or not being able to find them. It's all right there. I, that's why I can take with me anywhere. One of my favorite things. Acting. If you're good at being on a stage, there's a lot of community theater programs that would love to have you. <clears throat> give them a call. Check it out. Get out there on the, and trod the boards. Playing an instrument by yourself or with a local orchestra. And a lot of you probably played an instrument in high school or college that you haven't really used since then. But... The good news is you probably can pick that skill up again, really pretty quickly without a whole lot of issue. It'll come back to you. So that ladies was a mm, semi-comprehensive list, sort of, but there are so many other things that I haven't thought of that you all could do as hobbies. In fact, if you think of something I didn't mention, let me know. You can contact me at info at dr.emrich.com. Let me make sure that's right info at drmelissarich, sorry, dot com. No dots until the dot com. Sorry, I have several email addresses. But you can contact me there and let me know that you're trying this. Sorry, this other thing is a hobby. I would love to have some things to add to my list. So if you want to start changing your mindset about hobbies and you've been telling yourself hobbies are for kids, I don't have time for fun, that's childish, whatever, you may need to start changing your thinking. And here are some that you can use. One. I do beautiful, creative things in my free time that enrich the world and make me feel happy. Two, my creativity, resourcefulness, and ingenuity have no limits. Three, spending time doing my hobby makes me feel relaxed, happy, and fulfilled. I like that one. So, ladies, I hope the takeaway you get from this episode is to break out of your routine where you may be feeling stressed, bored, or stuck and just try some new things. Hobbies are a great way to add enjoyment and fun And just generally shake things up for us and we could all use this at times. Okay I'm going to finish with my Waco facts that I always do because I love Waco. When you think about Waco you probably don't think about mammoths right? That's not usually Waco mammoths. Yeah you don't think about that but that's exactly what Waco has at least the bones of them. In 1978 two men were searching for arrowheads They stumbled on a large bone sticking up out of a ravine, and it's pretty big. I've seen pictures of it. They recognized that the bone was unusual, and so they took it to the Baylor University Strecker Museum, which is now the Mayborn Museum. The museum staff identified the find as the femur bone from a Colombian mammoth, which inhabited North America during the Ice Age. So that bone had been there for a pretty long time. A group of 24 Colombian mammoths were discovered along a along with a western camel, dwarf antelope, American alligator, giant tortoise, and the tooth of a saber-toothed tiger. So if you visit, you can see some of the fossils still in the actual bone bed where they were discovered. In 2015, President Obama established the Waco Mammoth National Monument and made it a unit of the national park system. And it is absolutely worth a trip to come and see. In fact, if you have kids with you, they usually love it. So that is it for today. That is another episode of Taking Care of Your Temple. I hope this was helpful. And uh, till next time, bye, ladies.